In the previous video, I introduced you to the ConnectFX workflow where you could build your own amazing visual effects with the node-based compositing tree. In the next two videos, you will have a brief overview of Action, the 3D compositor in Autodesk Smoke. In the coming months, we'll have a series of videos dedicated just for Action. We'll start back in the sequence where I have a three-layer composite already keyed and composited with the axis timeline effects on each segment. I'll hold Command and click on each segment to select the layered composite. I'll right-click, select Add Effect, and choose Connect Effects. Upon entering Connect Effects, you will see three source nodes added as connections into the Action node. The background image and both green screen images are connected to Action as media nodes. Action already has a background input if you need to track a background or if you want to superimpose the background behind the composite. But in most cases, you probably want the background as a layer so that it interacts with the 3D composite. If I double-click the Action node in ConnectFX and go to the Action Media menu, you can see that as I select the Media Input nodes in ConnectFX, they highlight in the corresponding entry in the Media list. The best way to think of the Media list is like a project bin holding media to be used in the composite. You can see that the Media node number corresponds with the number assigned in each media entry in the Media list. Each media entry typically has a fill and an alpha, and you can turn them on and off. For example, if you didn't need the mat or alpha of an image, you could turn it off and it would not key anymore. I'll just turn that back on. I could also turn the background on and off if I had one loaded in action. Running along the row of each media entry are various processing tools that you can apply to the loaded media. This includes keying, color correction, blurring, slipping, and cropping. This means that you don't necessarily have to perform these operations on the source clips before connecting them into the action to composite. To enter into any of these tools, double-click on the empty boxes in the row. I'll make an obvious adjustment. Just press the Return button to exit the tool. To mute an effect, hold Option and click the effect and the symbol goes black. Option click again will unmute. To remove and reset the tool, hold down Control and Option followed by clicking on the box. Now these media inputs in action can be used for a whole range of objects in the 3D composite. By default, when you add an input into action, Smoke automatically creates a new image object in the composite and textures it with the media from the media list. Therefore, we have rebuilt the timeline layer composite in action. To understand what is going on inside the 3D composite, you need to use the action schematic. Select the viewer showing the ConnectFX schematic and go to the View menu and select Action Schematic. I will press the Option T keyboard shortcut to tidy the Action Schematic. This is the schematic inside of the Action node. Notice that the nodes inside the Action Schematic look different from the nodes in the ConnectFX schematic. 
The action schematic shows the objects in the 3D composite and how they control and relate to each other. This is different from the connect effect schematic where it shows a series of processes creating a result as I mentioned in the previous video. There is also a lot of information that has been translated from the axis timeline effects into the action nodes. Each segment originally had its own camera node as well as shadow tools. If there's no need to have any of them, you can tidy up the composite by deleting them. You can right click on the extra nodes and delete them. A more gestural way of deleting nodes is to select them and drag them to the bottom of the screen. I'll tidy the schematic again. So in the action schematic, you have image objects that make up a composite in the result view. The numbers assigned under the image nodes are the same in the media list. This is how you trace what media is being used where. Notice each image in the schematic has an axis node connected to it. In Smoke, you don't adjust the object's geometry directly. You attach an axis node to it to position it in 3D space. They are invisible in the final composite, and the closest comparison I can compare it to is a null object in other software applications. Double-clicking on any of these nodes will enable their object menus. The object menu is divided into two sections. Each section is actually the same, but it allows you to see multiple node controls for nodes that are connected together in the action schematic. The tabs at the top of the object menu tell you which object controls you are looking at. In this case, in the left section, you are looking at Axis L1 node, and on the right, you are seeing the Offset L1 node controls. Now you can see that the transformations from each Axis timeline effects was translated into the Axis nodes, and you still can tweak them further. If you wish to animate this, just turn on Auto key and start changing the values. Before we start compositing with the 3D environment, there is one setting I would like you to check. Under the Connect Effects Preferences, you will find the node preferences for the selected node. In this case, it is Action. Under the Rendering tab, you will find a setting called Z Buffer. Please click the pull-down and enable it. This will help our objects correctly composite in the 3D environment. We'll be coming back to the Preferences menu later to set up Edge Anti-Aliasing and Motion Blur. Now let's start moving objects in 3D space. I'll double-click the top axis connected to the background image. With the same viewer selected, let's change the View menu, Action Views, and look at the composite from the top view. I'll also zoom out the view to see the images as well as the wireframe camera. In the Axis's Object menu, I'll push the background behind the gladiators. Now let's bend the background to create a more visual perspective. I'll switch to the Image Parameters tab, and in the Surface menu, change the surface type to Bicubic. These surfaces are the same as you saw in the Axis Timeline Effects Basics video. Click on the surface to ensure it is selected. Holding down the keyboard shortcut, 
I will drag a selection box over the inner tangents to select them. In the Object menu, I will switch to the Vertices menu under the Image tab. Adjusting the Z position slider will bend the background surface and create a visual perspective when looking at it through the result view. Let's scale the background up so that it covers all the black areas exposed in the frame. Hover the cursor over the top viewer and press Escape. This will allow you to toggle quickly between the Action Schematic view and the previously set viewer. Double-click in the Top Axis node and in the Object menu, I'll scale the background until it fills the edges of the frame. Let's have a look at how this looks from a free moving perspective. Select the Result Viewer and change the View menu to Action Views and select Perspective. This enables your Perspective Viewer to freely move around the scene. In the Tools pop-up menu, change the cursor from Select to Orbit. The shape of the cursor updates and if you drag on the Perspective Viewer, you can now move around the 3D environment. The Perspective Viewer allows you to freely move around your scene, but it does not modify the actual results of your composite, since you're not moving the camera around. It just lets you look at your scene from a different perspective. In the next video, we'll add a few more components, including a layered Photoshop file and a 3D model. We'll finish off with some basic lighting and animating the 3D camera. All that to come and more.